to The Story Apothecary, a podcast filled with healing and medicinal stories. My name is Nana Tomova, and I'm a traditional storyteller and a pharmacist, and stories are medicines which I dispense. In this podcast, you'll find my prescriptions of stories for the body, mind, heart, soul, and for the air. So I invite you to join me as we enter the healing world of stories together. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Story of Apothecary. I'm so glad that you chose to be here. As I'm recording this, golden sunlight is seeping through my window. It is mid-July. This is due to come out in August. August is a time, is the month that I gave myself to do nothing. Almost. By this time, I would have left my job as a pharmacist after a decade to new adventures. As you're listening to this, if it is August as it comes out, I hope to be in Bulgaria, visiting family, lying in the sun. And while I picked the story, one as a a goodbye story, really, to those who I have worked with, and also as story medicine for me. It's a beautiful Jewish story, a Yiddish story from Eastern Europe, from Russia. I heard this story a few years ago, and it really touched me. This is the first time that I'm telling it. It's been on my mind for a few months. I hope you'll enjoy it. It's about the tailor and a coat. was once a young boy named Jacob, and Jacob's father was a tailor. Such a good tailor was he. His name was known across all the land, and Jacob would spend the days in his father's shop, learning, watching with his big brown eyes how to cut and how to sew the cloth. As time went on, Jacob watched and and started to dream that perhaps one day he would be a tailor. That one day he would work in a shop like this. That one day he would cut such fine fabrics. Cotton and linen, silk and wool. And most of all, he would close his eyes and dream of a coat. 
a coat that he could perhaps make for himself, a coat, a long coat that would keep him warm, made of wool. A dream that a boy had turned into a young man, still with that dream. As Jacob grew older, every year he had saved his coins, earned from working hard in his father's shop. Then one day, when he has finally grown up after many years, he had enough money to buy the fabric he wanted. You see, even though Jacob's father was a fine tailor, the family didn't have enough money to buy such things as rich material for themselves, though they were sewing for the rich people of the town. But when Jacob got his Fabric, fine wool fabric, such a rich colour, it was velvety blue like the midnight sky, and he began to work on his coat so carefully, measuring twice, cutting once. He spent many nights measuring, cutting, sewing, pressing, until his coat. A fine coat it was. It was finally complete. And what a coat it was when he, when he put it on. It fit him perfectly. Like a second skin. It was so warm and so comfortable. It was the proudest moment of his life. So happy was he with his accomplishment that he went and showed it to his father. Ah, Jacob, you have become a fine tailor, he told his son. Jacob loved his coat so dearly. He happily wore it for the long, cold winters, kept him so warm. Years passed. Jacob's father passed. He was now a fine tailor. His father's shop was now his. And one cold evening, it was winter and winters in Russia were cold. He was walking in the snowy marketplace after a hard day's work and he saw a woman, a woman shivering with only a thin shawl around her shoulders to keep out the cold. It was tattered. He looked. He noticed the fabric almost before he noticed her, but then there was something about the kindness in her eyes. He went over to speak with her. Shivering, he, he offered her coat and walked her home. He looked. She smiled. As he slowly walked her home, they talked. They had so much in common. His, his father had known her father. They had played in the same place as children. It's just that they had never known each other somehow. Sarah. That was her name. Sarah, just about his age. And well, a day of walking here, a week of laughing there, 
the weeks turned into months, and a love grew between the two of them. And just in a couple of years, they were married. And Jacob's shop that he inherited from his father, well, he grew, and he was successful when he shared it with his new wife. The winters passed, and continued to wear that coat. He wore his coat month after month, year after year, until, you know, he was becoming to get afraid. At the edges, at the sleeves, at the seams, it was quite worn out. One day he picked it up, looked at it sadly, looked over at Sarah. This old coat, he said, has been so special to me. It was my dream to make it. It made my father so proud and, well, it carries memories of my father in it. And all these years ago, do you remember the night when we met thanks to this coat? But now there is nothing left. Sarah walked around, put a gentle hand upon Jacob's shoulder, looked at him. Jacob laughed and he said, but there is, perhaps, you know, there is enough material, just enough. And he rushed into his shop, he began to cut, he began to sew. All night he worked, he didn't sleep. And the next morning he emerged with a jacket made from the beautiful fabric of his old coat lined perfectly. Jacob loved that jacket. He wore it often. It carried memories in it, in that fabric of the day he had met his beloved wife, of his father, of, of every autumn, every winter. Time passed, and Sarah gave birth to two beautiful girls. In the following winter, when Jacob saw the first snowflake start to fall, he rushed and took his daughters tucked into his jacket and showed them the whiteness of the sky, showed them the whiteness of the earth. They put their hands upon the cold snow and shrieked with glee and delight. Together they, they twirled in that falling snow and made angels and laughed and he threw snowballs. The snowflakes landed on their noses, on their tongues. So much laughter, so much joy, followed by hot soup next to the fire. That jacket had kept them warm all that day. Jacob continued to wear his jacket for years and years. And one day as he was standing with a light coming across, Sarah looked at him. It was all worn out. She tenderly told him. Jacob looked sadly at his beloved jacket. Ah, oh, his jacket kept us warm. 
how we danced together in the snow and played. What beautiful memories. But yes, it is all worn out. There is nothing left. But maybe, he said, maybe there is enough material, maybe there is just enough. And again, like that evening many years ago, he rushed to the shop, he cut, and he sewed the fabric from the jacket until he emerged with a light little neat cap, a hat to put upon his head, a woolen hat. He looked so smart, his head would be warm. He was so proud to wear it, he wore it nearly every day. Apart from the days where it was too hot, of course, but to the marketplace and outside and with, with, the, with Sarah next to his arm. How much he loved that hat. All the memories of fabric locked in. Years passed. Poverty hit the land. The money was not enough. They, they struggled to buy food and, well, fabric, clothes, was not a priority when the bellies are hungry. They had very little, but they made do with what they had nonetheless. They never had anything sweet to eat, no, no stewed fruit. No pudding, no sweet pancakes, certainly no chocolate. The most he had beans, lentils, potatoes, cabbage, things that would fill up the belly. But one day, in the autumn, late summer, early autumn, while they were walking in the fields across the hedges near the woodlands, they came across a thicket of blackberries. They could almost smell them, the birds told them they were there with such deliciousness, juicy and sweet and plump. Oh, how their bellies grumbled and their mouths watered. Oh, if they could just make a pie. If they could just take them home to make a pie. But where would they take them? How would they carry them when they hadn't brought anything? And Jacob remembered his hat, his cap, so he took it off. And the family filled that whole hat with blackberries. Beautiful, sweet. Sweet like honey. They put some in their hat. They put some in their mouths. Sticky with warm blackberry juice and giggles coming. They walked home almost drunk on blackberries. Sarah welcomed them with laughter and she baked that pine. The whole family watched that oven. As the, the house, the cottage was filled with the aromas of sweetness. How they shared that blackberry pie. It was the most delicious thing they had eaten in months.
nothing was wasted. Weeks turned into months, turned into years. Time passed, as time often does. Jacob's daughters grew up. His hat became threadbare. One day he looked and he thought, it is all worn out. There is nothing left. But then he looked. Perhaps, he said, perhaps there is just enough. And he rushed into his shop. He began to cut and he began to sew. And, and hours later he emerged with a little bow tie. Just perfect. It fit around his neck perfectly made from that beautiful midnight blue wool fabric that he had bought with coin so long ago. Jacob wore his bow tie everywhere. He wore it to his daughter's wedding. He wore it when he met his first grandchild. Little fingers in a wise old palm. They fit just perfectly. One day, when Jacob, Jacob's hair was grey, he returned home from the market. Sarah looked at his bow tie and gave him that look which he knew so well. I know, he said. It's all worn out. There is nothing left. Such sadness in his eyes. But as he looked at the bow tie, something glinted, a sparkle. Do you know, perhaps there is just enough. So he, he rushed to his workshop. His rush now looked a bit slower. Stiff of limb slow of pace. He cut, he sewed, he came out from his workshop with a button. That button he put on his trousers and it fit just perfectly. Years passed. Jacob now Hair white like the snow that he had remembered so fondly. Eyes full of memories, full of wisdom, full of love. His button that he had used every day. But it was all worn out. The wood the fabric covered was showing. The button had a hole in it, friction of fingers upon that fabric. He sat. There is nothing left. It is all gone. There is truly nothing left. A big tear rolled down his cheek. He went to bed that night with no dinner. He was too sad to eat. The next morning, Jacob refused to get out of bed. 
without his button, when all that he represented he just couldn't face the day. What's the use, he would say. That cloth, that fabric, it's gone. It's been with me so many years, now nothing. I've lost so much, so many memories, gone. Sarah, quietly, knowingly, lovingly, left the house, went to visit their daughters who weren't so far away. She returned with the daughters, with the grandchildren. The grandchildren, as they ran, they sat on their grandfather's lap and began to play, began to, to talk, to squeal, to laugh. Not today, darlings. I cannot play today. I'm too sad. Father, one of the daughters said, please tell us the story about the cloth. We used to love that story and your grandchildren do not know the stories. Oh, but it is too sad, he said. Oh, please, the grandchildren began. Please tell us a story about the cloth. We want to know, we want to know. They begged and, well, he eventually gave in. So he told them how a long time ago and he was no bigger than them, a young boy how he had worked so hard to save the coins that he needed to buy the cloth. And then he had enough to buy this beautiful woolen cloth with the, the colour of the midnight sky. His father had been so proud and so he cut the fabric, he sewed this coat that fit perfectly. And then when he thought there wasn't Enough, it turned out there was just enough left to make a jacket, to make a hat, to make a bow tie, to make a button. And as he spoke, item after item, sentence after sentence, the memories fell out. They fell out of his mouth and they filled his heart. And those memories brought a smile to his face. You know, he said, perhaps there is just enough to make a story. And so, 
coat, was made a jacket, but eventually made a button. Nothing was lost. There was just enough. And maybe so it is with everything. As things finish, as things end, where it might be a job or a career, a relationship of any kind, there is just enough left of us in that, just enough material that we can be remembered by. And maybe there is just enough to make a story. Thank you for choosing to join me in the story of Apothecary. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you like the podcast, do subscribe. And if you really like it, leave me a five-star review. To show your support, you can buy me a one-off coffee. Or if you'd like to join the Story Apothecary community, you can do so by subscribing on Patreon. It would mean so much to me. I wish you a wonderful month. We'll meet again soon. And thank you as always to In Feathers, the beautiful music he writes for this podcast. Goodbye from me.